You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin. We are here at the Holiday Inn, Chicago Mart Plaza, River North, and actually the most perfect place we could find as far as location why we're here to explore the city for the next few days. Yeah, all of the places we're going to tell you about, we're practically within walking distance, most of them. And also, we've got a great view. We're sitting here looking out along the river. It is almost right on the river, but you can both ways along the river. Just a beautiful, gorgeous view here and close to a lot of the activities we're going to tell you about today in this episode devoted to traveling to Chicago with kids. Yep, we got the mini-me's with us. This is their first time to Chicago, and we wanted to make sure that we gave him all of the top attractions. And it's been kind of fun because a lot of times when we, we come and do shows, we're, we're focusing on a specific thing, dining, arts, whatever. And we got to do all those sort of top ten attractions that you do when you when you come here for the first time. And, and since it's their first time, we're kind of doing that all through their eyes. So it's been really, really fun. We have a lot to, to cover on the show today. We're going to start off with the concierge right here at the hotel. The best place to start on most trips is to just go to your concierge and say, hey, what do you have to do here? We're going to talk with Russell's Walensky. Then we're off to the Sky Deck. Yes, that is at the Willis Tower, formerly known as the Sears Tower, the most amazing building here in the city, and a little scary when you get up there on the acrylic decks out there up on the Sky Deck. Then we're going down to the river for an architecture tour along the river put on by the Chicago Architecture Foundation. You can't go to Chicago without eating. We are planning on eating a lot this trip. We are actually going to stop by Ed DeBevix this week. Then we're off to Shed Aquarium to see some beluga whales and children of all ages will absolutely melt when they see these beautiful white whales. And I cannot wait to take our little mini-me's to the Art Institute of Chicago. It's actually one of my favorite places here. To be able to share that favorite place with them is going to be really great. Finally, we're off to the Museum of Contemporary Art to see some great exhibits. Yep, that's all the things we're going to cover in today's show. We will be right back. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and our website, TravelBrigade.com. What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin. We are here in the Windy City and just getting ready to enjoy the next few days here we have in Chicago. Before we dive into a diverse group of activities that kids of all ages will enjoy, we first need to start off with hot topics in travel. And what if I told you unlimited vacation time? Okay, where do I sign up? Now, on this program before, we've lamented the fact that the USA is one of the only major industrial nations where you don't get guaranteed vacation time. And on top of that, people don't use all the vacation days that they have. And we've talked about companies that uh, encourage people to take vacations and recognize that people going away and recharging and then coming back with a new zest for their job is a way to you know, help increase productivity. Well, now there are a small group of companies who are trying unlimited vacation or simply saying, look, we don't have a vacation policy. You take vacation when you feel like you need it. Where, where, where can we sign up for this? 
One is full contact, a, a group that has a policy that you have to take a vacation, and they're offering you know vacation days on top of that must take vacation. Uh, also, some companies, particularly in the you know in the internet sector like Netflix and Evernote and Motley Fool, are trying it, and Virgin is even uh, experimenting with it. And it's basically just saying, okay, look, we don't have a vacation policy. You take when you think you need. I love that. <laughs> no, and I also love the new MasterCard commercial that keeps running that talks about, you know, people needing to take their vacations. So I'm totally in agreement. I 100% agree. Yeah, there's a MasterCard TV ad campaign called One More Day uh, where a kids encourage their parents to stay one more day on vacation. But getting back to this unlimited vacation time Please use responsibly. Don't be the guy who ruins it for everybody by taking too much vacation. Use it responsibly. Use it to make you do your job better by going away and getting recharged. That would be me. He's talking to people like me that would be like a vacation every week. Anyway, we have a lot to get to on this week's show. Coming up, we're going to talk with Russell Zwolinski, who is the concierge here at the Holiday Inn Rivermart Plaza that we're staying at. Stay tuned, you're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. Again, we are here in the beautiful city of Chicago having such a great time. And we always know there's always one person when we're staying at a hotel that knows everything in the city to do. And that is your hotel concierge. And we always tell you, you always know a local in whatever city you go to. You always want to hear from the locals, where should I go, what should I do? Well, you've always got a local right there in your hotel in the form of your hotel concierge. We've got Russell Zwolinski here with us. And Russell, first of all, tell us, we are sitting here in the lobby on the 15th floor. Tell us about how unique this hotel is and its setup. So we're here at the Holiday Inn Chicago Mart Plaza Hotel, and we're on the 15th floor in our lobby. Our hotel is on the top of what used to be the apparel center. Um, we are perched on top of the building with beautiful views of the city and a unique uh, atrium lobby of our hotel. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I actually Instagrammed. You'll have to look at our photo on Twitter. But I have, we have the most beautiful views uh, looking over. We're just on the, the river north side. You can see the beautiful Willis Tower. And especially, it was breathtaking during the day. But when we got back in the evening, to not have any lights on in our room and have our room lit up from the beautiful lights in the city was amazing. Yeah, Russell, isn't your job kind of easy? Because if, if people say, I really want to see all of Chicago, you just say, go up to your room. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Or, or or go to the bar. <laughs> yes, exactly. The bar, especially our bar, I think really has one of the best views in the city. We're perched where you're looking south, right down the river. It's an amazing view of the city. And you can actually see uh, some of these uh, things that we're actually doing. We're really, it's really walkable. That was actually the reason we chose this hotel. As we sort of um, had our itinerary planned and we were kind of looking at a map going, okay, we're going here, we're going there. Oh, look, we're going to be back river north, river north. It kind of kept coming out. And this hotel, I mean, we've been able to walk so many places. Yeah. Actually, our hotel is built right next to Wolf Point, which is actually when the city first originated was where the trading was all done because it was the central location where all the rivers converge. And so this is really a perfect location for walking or taking public transportation anywhere you want to go in the city. 
We are actually here with our mini-me's. It's our first uh, little family vacation here in uh, Chicago. And so our whole spin has been sort of family-friendly things. And so we wanted to ask you, this is a really, I mean, it has a family feel to it. It's, it's really interesting because you go to certain cities that don't have that family feel. But, you know, you feel, I see, I've seen people with infants walking around town. Uh, we happen to have teens that are here, but just they're so interested in the city. So tell us maybe some top things to do while you're here in the city for families. Actually, the city actually does a lot of stuff for families, especially in the summer at Millennium Park. They have an actual family festival that lasts all day, every day, and they actually do story time, music, they have performances, and almost every day in the afternoon there's uh, live music during the summer at Millennium Park, but in the wintertime and in the fall inside um, our cultural institute, which is right across the street from there, and all of that is free. The city does so many free things that are family-friendly. You have Navy Pier, which you can get onto also which is wonderful for families, and that's all free to get out there. There are costs to do some of the attractions, but the actual views and the walking on the Navy Pier is free also. What about Chicago's top attractions? What are those things that you just can't miss? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's quite a few of them, but some of my favorites would be, I would say the number one thing is one of our architectural riverboat tours. They're tours that take you up and down the river, and you can either have historians or an architect go over the history and the architecture of our city, and it's just a wonderful way to get a good overview of the city, especially if you don't have a lot of time, and there are discounts for you know youngsters, and so families can find family-friendly prices on those those tours. Also, the Willis Tower or the old Sears Tower is definitely a big attraction amongst people. The views for the city are beautiful from there, and the Navy Pier is actually the Illinois' number one uh, attraction, and the pier is wonderful. It stretches about three quarters of a mile onto the lake, so the views back on the city are wonderful. There's actually a free stained glass art museum out there, which is the only stained glass art museum in the country, um, and it's completely free. And again, it's such a, it's such a great location. Tell us, uh, I was just thinking we're, we're actually eating our way through Chicago as well. Maybe, maybe a couple of restaurants that you considered, like that, that you would send families to while you're here. Absolutely. Well, of course, when you're in Chicago, you have to go to get some deep dish pizza, Chicago-style pizza. And one of my favorites is Lou Malnati's which oh, happens to be right around there. the butt. You went there, right? That butter crust pizza gets you every time. That's really how they differentiate themselves, the deep dish place, by the uh, crust. And um, Lou Malnati's has a butter crust. Gino's East is a cornmeal. And then uh, Giordano's, which are some of the famous ones, has a, a flour crust. But that's a wonderful spot to go to. A little tip when you go to the deep dish places, they don't take reservations. Your concierge sometimes can get you a, a priority seating pass. But another way to make this a little more efficient on time is to order your pizza when you put your name in. For the t- wait for the table because they start cooking those pizzas, which take a long time, and you get s- get your food as soon as you sit down. Usually, um, a couple other places that I like. You also have to have a Chicago-style hot dog. Uh, Portillo's is a wonderful spot, um, and that's also in River North, um, and it's family-friendly. Uh, and then an Italian beef sandwich. Uh, Al's Italian beef is wonderful. All those are family-friendly and excellent Chicago-style foods. Interesting. We should have gotten that tip before we went to Lou Melon 80s because we did wait for our pizza, but and it was amazing and we're totally worth the wait. Thank you so much, Russell. We will post information about this hotel on our hot sheet for today and how you can contact them. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check us out at TravelBrigade.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us at Travel Brigade on Twitter. We will be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin and our mini-me's here in the Windy City having such a great time. We are hitting all of the top attractions. And we've been able to do that because we've got Chicago City Pass. This is a pass you can buy 
that gets you admission to several of the top attractions. Many of the places we're going to be telling you about today, we got in there with our Chicago City Pass. Yeah, and it's really fun. You actually just pay a one flat fee. You already have your ticket. There's no standing in line, and you get to do all of sort of the top attractions. And, again, City Pass, and they have ones in different cities, but this is obviously the Chicago City Pass. Just finished doing Tilt. Tilt takes place in a building that those of you of a certain age will know as the John Hancock Tower. Uh, it's now known as Tilt 360, and you go up to the 94th floor, and they have these uh, sort of booth-like things that you stand in, and then they tilt them out, so you're leaning out over the edge of the building and looking down. And it's not anywhere near as scary as it sounds. <laughs> That's right, acrylic glass that bends over at millions of feet above the city level. A little nerve-wracking. But again, the view here is amazing. Uh, we're here again, formerly John Hancock, but now Chicago 360. Here, just overlooking the Magnificent Mile, we've been over here on the Magnificent Mile hitting shops like Oh, I don't know, the Lego store, the American Girl store, um, every Burberry, the little Burberry, stopped at the Mac shop. And, of course, we found the Sprinkles ATM machine. Yes, you can get cupcakes via an ATM here in the Magnificent Mile. And we also have been doing other things while I've been here in the city. As a matter of fact, we were just over at the Willis Tower. We've got a great interview with Willis Tower. That was a whole nother fun experience there at Willis Tower. And we actually tricked our kids into learning not only about the history of Chicago, but about Chicago architecture on the Chicago Architecture River Tour uh, done by the Chicago Architecture Foundation. That was absolutely amazing. Coming up, we're going to have an interview with Skydeck at Willis Tower. We're also going to have an interview focusing on the boat tour that we took that tells you all about the architecture of Chicago. We're also going to be posting contact links for all of these on our hot sheet. You just go to travelbrigade.com, click on the hot sheet for today's show, and you can get in touch with everybody. That's right, and after we're done with that, we're going to move into food, my favorite part of Chicago, and we're going to be doing some segments at Ed DeBevick's, a Chicago institution. Again, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and our website, TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin, and we have like literally pulled into Chicago. And what is the first thing that we did when we got here? We had to hit Skydeck Chicago, and now you should hit this at any point in your trip when you can fit it in, but you go to Willis Tower, formerly known as Sears Tower, the artist formerly known as Sears Tower, and you go up on this thing called Skydeck, 103 stories up, and here's why you should do it first in your trip. You know where everything is. You see around the city, and you can figure out where you want to go and, and how to get there and everything like that. You know, when we first flew in here, and I've, we've been here before, but... Uh, like a lot of big cities, you sort of like, wait, what's is that over there? Which way is north? What you know? And then you look out over the city, and I immediately knew, oh, there's where our hotel is. Okay, now I know how to get back. Yeah, <laughs> we're standing on top of the Willis Tower, going, oh, there's where we were from. You know, like so. That... So we've got Randy Stancic with us, and Randy, tell us a little bit about uh, this the Skydeck Ledge and these ledges when they came in 
Now, a lot of people might be familiar with Skydeck from the Ferris Bueller movie and, and <laughs> leaning over and everything, but now you don't have to lean over. You, you guys have put these ledges in. Tell us about those and when those came in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, we, we, we realized we had an attraction here that was pretty much the same attraction, I think, when I was in second grade up to about <laughs> five years ago. But it's a classic, Tri- isn't it? I mean, it's one it, of the... <laughs> it, 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 it was a classic. It was a classic, and it was still, still had over a million visitors coming every year. Very popular, terrific views. But really, tourism, tourism has gone experiential. Tourism has really gone to a edutainment. It could be what can we share? What can we do a little bit better? What can we do to play off the beauty and history of the building? So we invested about $8 million to create a one-stop Chicago experience from the time guests get here. We want to hit you with the fun, the quirky, the statistical, the relevance of how many think there's enough steel in this building to build 6,500 city buses, trying to get enough wiring to go across the country 15 times. My favorite was yeah. how many Oprahs is the tallest the building? <laughs> well, we had fun with that, too, because that was just a simple last-minute addition saying, wow, we have a couple of small walls, and we need something to protect the corners. So we put corner guards in, like growth charts, and we invite guests to see how many of you to the top as well. Well, actually, I was so, going to say, that was sort of a lead into a hint that Jeff really wants to know. Our small change he's requesting, which is how many Jeffs does it take <laughs> to get to the top? So I don't know if that hint was pretty, like, you know, small enough, but there, we're going to go with the big one. So by the time we come back, we'd like to have a little corner. I know he's kind of almost as important as Oprah, but... We'll have it on a post-it note. How okay, good. Okay, there we go. As post-it long note. as it lasts. There you go. <laughs> That's better but, than nothing. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Appreciate that. But we really tried to show some of the best that we have. We have we have over a million dollars in technology in what we call the Chicago Room, and that's stuff where you can click on it, hear a couple sounds of Chicago, some of the bands that have made their sound here, show you about some of the famous museums. We actually took a helicopter and let people see what it's like to be over the pitcher's mount at Ridge, Wrigley Field, that was we so built a cool. ledge over there. So monitors on the, you know, projecting down on the floor. So we had a lot of fun with it. And the whole thing about it is that we really, if people don't have time to see anything else in Chicago, they get a nice taste for it. If they come here early on their trip, they kind of get a precursor of what they're going to see over the next few days. Well, it's kind the of elevator ride. We we brought the uh, our mini me's with us, of course. You know that you know Chicago is. We've never done it with the kids, and it's been really fun to have, like, a very different focus being here. And it, and just all the, the buttons and whistles, literally, like, we have a very, you know, one of our mini-me's likes to touch everything was just going around, touching the buttons, standing on the things, like, just getting into that whole interactive experience before you even get, you know, to the top. Absolutely. And that that's important these days. Every attraction you go to, you can kind of tell who subscribes to the philosophy. They're usually the most popular attractions in the cities you go to. Um, you get to the elevator, we wanted to use that opportunity, too, to show you all the different things as you pass the height, you know, whether it's the Eiffel Tower, right. or if it's a dinosaur, a battleship, you know, all the way up to the Empire State Building, then 103, the door is open, and then you're treated to the spectacular views. On a clear day, you can see up to four states, 50 wow. miles. Um, but as, as Jeff, you were saying, we built the ledge as part of this renovation. We wanted to do something a little bit different. We wanted to get people outside. I couldn't get everyone to the roof. I couldn't let them climb on the antennas. I couldn't do any of the crazy stuff that I really wanted to do. Come on now, Randy. <laughs> a few after-hours so, things. No, no one's going to ever find out. We were planning on meeting yeah. you up there tonight. But we thought, what would be the craziest thing to do? 
and we couldn't get people to the windows directly. Our friend Ferris Bueller was part of the inspiration. <laughs> that, that classic scene where he put his forehead with his two buddies up against the window, they're looking down. People do want the shot down. You can see people downstairs on Wacker Drive looking up, right. walking into the people that work in the building because they don't want to look up. They're in this building all day long. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of those two things, not being able to get people to the roof, seeing I think I'd been to around 25 towers around the world at that time. And anything that had a little bit of a daring edge to it seemed to be interesting. It's a little um, nerve wracking. I have to admit, I mean, it's like, I, I was sitting there because we took a group shot. We actually met um, a friend of ours that lives here that, that met us up there as well. And so, yeah, we had what, five, six, five of us, I guess by the time all standing out on that thing. I'm like, now what's the weight capacity on this? <laughs> That is nerve-wracking. <laughs> it's not a natural feeling to walk no. out of a perfectly fine skyscraper and have an inch and a half thick of glass separate you and 1,353 feet or Wacker Drive directly below. Yeah, yeah. We hit all the structural steel. We did not, you know, we did not decide to fret the top piece of glass to kind of take the scare factor away. <laughs> um, you know, we we had to think about a lot of different things. Obviously, safety was the first top priority. Um, we can put we we can't put enough human weight in there to make it a danger. So that was the goal. Once we could do that, the goal is to be open every day of the year. So in case there is a snowstorm or a fog rolling through or rain, it's a little different experience. Right. Um, it is something that the experience could be just taking two steps, getting your picture taken, and getting two fast steps off. It could be something where you do it with a group. We've helped over 700 people have marriage proposals out there. Oh, cute. And that's in just a little over five years. We've, we're doing uh, pie-in-the-sky uh, private dinners afterwards. After we close to the public, we do four reservations a night. And for a, pre- a little bit of a premium price, you get to be king or queen of the city and be able to dine up there after that everything closes so to the public. Cool. So you're you're king or queen of all you survey. Of all you can see. That is exactly it. We That's also, a lot. That's a yeah. lot of land. We also noticed like people would like lay down and then on the glass part and then have their friend take a picture of them looking looking down and stuff. And that's the thing that we knew it would be pretty cool. We knew it would be cool for some of the basic things. Um, some people like doing the shoulder stands, the yoga poses, the handstands, the you know, Superman laying on your belly, Jeff, as you mentioned. You know, there's all kinds of things. And whether they're coming with a group of, you know, they're their senior citizen home or if it's a school group or it's a couple or it's a family the nice thing about it is that it's their experience and if it's not for them it's not like you get to the top of the roller coaster and you realize this is a bad idea that's my experience <laughs> i say every i've roller coaster Tourette's i say every bad word that i've ever heard in my life that i don't even think i've used since the last time i was on a roller coaster and and, I, and then after i get off it i'm kind of like i don't know if i'm glad i did it or not but then eventually i am this is pretty cool. You control it. Two steps on, two steps off. You know, it, it's a memory. That's really what we're in. We're in the memory and experience business more than anything else. I was going to say, that's, see it. it's some of the people watching, too. I mean, even though you have your own experience, it, it is part of the fun experience. It's just watching other people have their experience. And just like people watching, like you said, these, 
you know, whether they're little kids or different groups of people that you just watching them is actually a really, really fun part of doing that as well. And it's pretty cool because you can stand in one ledge and you're only about five, four, about four feet away from the other ledge. And they don't even know you're there. It's very voyeuristic because they're focused on the view down or the view out. And for me, it's pretty cool because I can sneak expressions for people. And I wish I could photo, photograph it and put it on all of our ads and try to explain that's what the real rush is. But in, and actually, I've been seeing a lot of these. I don't know if you guys see these, but they're the um, selfie sticks. I don't know what the formal name is, but it's almost like a golf club that you can at, at the end instead of having the golf head, it's you put your phone on there and uh-huh. people stick that out and get their great selfie of themselves. So it's an extension of your arm. Yeah, I, I do <laughs> see people with those. I think they're really interesting. Your latest travel, your latest travel technology you have to take with you. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. Tell our audience where people can uh, reach you and find out about tickets, information, open hours, and all of that. Well, thank you very much. Um, pretty much everything you need to see is on theskydeck.com. Um, everything, advanced tickets, you know, they're not required. Um, it's one of those things some people like to have in their pockets. You can do that. You can learn about our dining experiences there. Um, we are open from 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. this time of year. Um, that will run our hours all the way through March, and then we go into peak season, and then we open up at 9 a.m. and open to close at 10 p.m. Um, but really, the skydeck.com will give you an idea. You get to see some visuals of what we're talking about here. Um, I can talk about it all day long, but until people see it, it's usually like, ooh, or seeing the magnitude <laughs> and beauty of the building and saying, ah, I know that, or just kind of makes it, again, we make the world a little smaller place. Chicago, smaller place. You know, you get here, people see this in a movie, a TV ad, a, a popular TV show, and it's kind of like, hey, that's part of what I did. And that's something we don't want to take for granted. Well, it's super great, and like I said, it was our first, really, we were literally there within an hour of getting off the plane, so it was a really fun first experience for us, and had a great time, and again, we'll have contact information on our hot sheet for today's show that you can check that out on TravelBrigade.com, and you can also follow us on Twitter, we'll put a shot of us there up at the Willis Tower. Thank you so much for spending time with us, and we will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We're actually sitting here on the river, and one of the things that everyone said, we've actually been to Chicago a couple of times, but every time we've gone, the one thing everybody tells us is you've got to do the architecture tour on the river, and this is our first time doing it. And it's a spectacular tour. It's put on by the Chicago Architecture Foundation, and they tell you kind of the history of the city through its architecture, and you really get a good overview of the city and its history. Here to tell us more about it is one of the docents for the tour, Patricia Grund, who is a student of architectural history and an incurable optimist because she is a Cubs fan, which she let us know. So she she's she's still waiting for that world champion for that World Series victory. But Patricia, tell us about. Why is it that architecture makes for such a great way to tell the history of a place? Well, in Chicago, architecture has been such an integral part of the city's growth. The river and the architecture has grown up together. 
and it's become part of it. Part of the architecture has become a necessity, just because of the way the river runs through the city. And the only real way to understand this city is to ride along this river and to see the beautiful architecture. It's a. It's one of the most concise ways to see the city's architecture. You can delve into it through walking tours, but the best overview of the city is riding along the river and, and, and enjoying this, the beautiful architecture because you can see it from buildings that have gone from the, the late 1800s to 2012. So you're, you're getting this, a whole history of the buildings as well as the history of the city. What I really like about it, too, is you notice there's a lot of young, we have our, our young ones, our mini-me's with us, and I love that you can trick them into learning. It's like you, you're kind of like, we're, we're like, we're going on a boat tour to learn, to you know, to look at buildings, and like, and it's amazing. They were like looking at the map, crossing off buildings, asking me about when they were built, how old they were when they were built, and I thought, this is a great way to trick kids into learning. And you know, what I like about this tour, why I enjoy it so much, is that it takes architecture, but it, it and I, and I use the word, it simplifies it, but it really, it makes it easier to understand. It's not, a, you don't have to be a real, real architecture buff to under, understand this. On many of the walking tours, we get people who are so deep into architecture that they want to rip a building apart. This is, you said it yourself, a child can understand this tour and enjoy it. And you get people who are just relaxed and loving this overview. It's it just brings it down to everybody's level. Everybody can understand it. And that's what I love about the tour. And I, ju I just love the fact that people sit here and they look at these buildings and I can watch them smile at them and they, and they go and they have this look of awe. And, and to me, that's probably the, the most enjoyment I get out of giving in this tour. I, I do like the way it simplifies things for you. I'm a bigger fan than an expert when it comes to architecture, and I, I now know the difference between modernism and postmodernism in architecture. My personal favorite in looking at these buildings was the Art Deco phase. Do you have a personal favorite, or when you do the tour, do you notice is, do, do the majority of people typically have a personal favorite building or time of, time of architecture or anything like that? You know, I don't. I couldn't tell you that people actually have their own favorites. I have, I always have a favorite from each era or each style. You know, I used to say that the Wrigley Building was absolutely, absolutely my favorite, but then another building will come up and I'll say, oh, this is my favorite. You heard me talk about the one building, London Guarantee, that's being um, revised and remodeled. That truly is probably my favorite, but I'll probably change that in a month. And um, I'm always surprised at some of the buildings that people will pick as their favorites because I think, oh, gee, I, I'm not sure I would like that one. But people have such diverse, absolutely diverse uh, interests that, that that makes this tour so interesting as well. Is everybody finds something of interest on this tour. They'll get off and they'll ask about, a, about the bridges or they'll ask about some obscure building. So somebody, everybody picks something up on the tour, and that is, is truly what's so great about this tour. You spend 90 minutes out there, but somebody always remembers something. We will put contact information about the architecture organization here um, on our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. Again, they have the boat tour, but they also have walking tours and some special uh, activities that they do with families. I know and they do building things with Legos on Sunday and 
and some really, really cool things at the Architecture Foundation. So you can check that out at our website, TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin, and we are here at Ed DeBevick, stuffing our faces here, full of this fun 50s diner. It is the classic American diner, and what's really fun about it is besides, you know, the, the burgers, the fries, the shakes, all that kind of stuff, you also get a sassy waiter or waitress that uh, comes, comes to your table and sort of uh, starts this fun rapport with you, sort of a snarky... Uh, Different, just a very different experience that makes it really fun. We've we've got a woman named Bubbles waiting on us who is uh, got it. We've got our hands full with her. I was gonna say, yeah, fun if you if if you like being abused. Uh, <laughs> little snarky Bubbles is here making our lives uh, fun, but also making sure we're getting called on everything that we do. And uh, it's it's really fun. The waiters would just up on the tables dancing. As you can hear the music in the background, we're ordering shakes, burgers. We just ate uh, pretzels and onion rings. There's so much to eat here. As long as uh, you keep ordering, they'll keep bringing the food. Ed DeBevix has been around. This is the original Ed DeBevix. Uh, I start, think started right in the middle of uh, the 1980s. Yeah, there have been ones in other places, but I believe this is the original. And it's got a great feel. It's a great place to come and just enjoy yourself, particularly if you're bringing kids to Chicago. They will love it because the uh, the waiter and waitresses just totally interact with the kids and and get them going. And and it's it's a totally new experience for kids to come here. We're actually going to grab one of these amazing waiters or waitresses in just a minute and speak with them. But you know, while we're eating our way through Chicago, we've had a really a lot of fun things, different places that we've gone. Um, and of course, that's one of the things when you're here, you do have to eat. You got to eat. And of course, our first stop when we got here was Portello's. Amazing. You got to try a Chicago dog. It's not like any other hot dog you've ever had. And I used to live in New York, and I do like my New York hot dogs, but this is a whole new experience. Sort of a, uh, a, as they say, a salad on a hot dog. Just a lot of different flavors: uh, chili, pepper, uh, relish, pickle. Every think of it, they put it on there. It's a great place. And by the way, all these places we're telling you about are what, right off of Wells Street. Not that far from Michigan Ave. Not that far from Wacker Street. So these are all really easy to eat. <laughs> This is exactly what we're talking about. We're sitting here actually trying to tape a segment, and here is Bubbles, like, staffing with us already. Can I them for you? And, of course, uh, you know, the other place that uh, we you have to eat, of course, is deep dish when you're hairy. We, our, our kind of favorite is Lou Malnetti's. Yeah, Lou Malnetti's. People weren't, as, as our concierge told you earlier in the show, when you get there, order your pizza because it takes about 40 minutes to cook. It is it's, it's sort of like a pizza casserole. It's so deep. It takes them a while to cook it, but it is so worth the wait. 
Or as you could say, if a pizza and a lasagna had a baby, there you go. There'd be a neat, there'd be a Chicago style pizza right there for you. And their buttery crust is amazing. Of course, there's Al's, which is also an Italian dip beef, which is only something that you get in Chicago. It's also amazing. And of course, we are here at Ed DeBevix having a great time. The original Ed DeBevix. Uh, we also went to a place called Carson's Ribs, which again is this whole food corner right here off Wells and um, had a really good time, not for a lack of food there, ribs, chicken, steak, everything you could have there. So your classic rib joint with the great uh, creamy coleslaw, au gratin potatoes that you have to get that when you're there. They call them their famous au gratin potatoes, and they're famous for a reason. Yeah, now we're sitting here with our mini-me's that they're sucking down what is called a green river, which is actually like a kind of a sprite with a green, green, I'm going to not say green river from the Chicago area, but a green river. And uh, again, we're sitting here eating our burgers, fries. We're up next. We're going to have an interview with one of our hosts here at Ed DeBevix, one of our waiters, and we will be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you got to eat. Next up, you got to eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, again, eating our hearts out here at Ed DeBevix. And we are here with our waitress, Bubbles, and I guess I guess we can say Bubbles took care of us tonight, if, if, if you want to use that in a broad sense. I, you know, I'm uh, standing right here. I can hear what you're saying. I'm trying to pick up on where you might have learned your uh, table-side demeanor. Where... Do you mean she belittled us? I think that's what you're trying to say. What, what do you expect when you come here? We, it's, it's fine service with sass. That's true. It is fine service with sass. We've been eating. I'll tell us a little bit about, for the people who don't know what Ed DeBevix is, a little bit about what to expect when they come to this institution. So when you come to Ed DeBevix, you will be greeted by your wonderful server, especially if it's me, Bubbles, and then I will give you a hat. You get a nice little fancy 50s-style hat, and then about every hour we'll get on the counters and we'll shake our rear ends for you. And Bubbles did shake it, let me tell you. We watched her shake it. As a matter of fact, our little mini-me's loved it so much, I don't know if it was a bad thing we taught them is to go up and and put dollars on the table. Is Is that a normal thing, or is that just at strip clubs? Oh, no, we definitely appreciate that. Although we like to say $5 would be better than a dollar. <laughs> definitely shoot higher than a dollar. Like, isn't it the 20s? you got to keep 20s oh, yeah. together. <laughs> well, I mean, you're eating it, Ed. I'm not expecting you to have a bunch of 20s lying around. Very good. Tell us a little bit about the menu and what are some of the things that people like to, like, you know, some popular items that people like to have when they come here. Well, we are definitely known for our cheeseburgers. Our cheeseburgers are great. We have the bacon cheeseburger. We have a blue moon burger. Which has, which is what you ordered, lady. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, everybody likes it. It's real messy. So great burgers. We have some real good chili, and my personal favorite are chocolate milkshakes or malt. I had one of those too. And by the way, she was a little a little perturbed when I ordered it, kind of between thick and thin. But let me, I was going to tell you, it was perfect. Well, you had me. I know how to tell people what they should get and how it should be done into the kitchen. Yeah, and we weren't for a lack of drinks because uh, one of our mini-me's kept ordering one of the Green River, which is, well, basically, I the Chicago Green River, but she got kind of tired of bringing it to the table, so she just brought him a picture and a straw, so I think tonight we're going to get Bubbles' home number so that we can call her in the middle of the night when mini-me doesn't go to sleep. I'm just going to give them the Ed DeBevick's phone number. It'll be fine. What, what's this? It seems like the philosophy is 
eat and get out. Is that is that pretty much what you want from us? What what can I do to be a better customer for you? You can definitely bring a good tip. That always goes a long way. But we enjoy eat and get out so that we can get more people in and more people out. We don't want to sit around, get more people to experience the Edzebevic 50s Diners Fast. Yeah, and again, there's there's chili burgers, there's there's a great dessert menu, and again, just the whole vibe. Tell us about just like yourself, Bubbles, but also some of the other waiters and some of the kind of typical things that you do when you're here. So we really like, well, personally speaking, I really like to go to one table and pick on one person specifically, not necessarily everybody, and then kind of get everybody to get involved with picking on that one person because, you know, it's, it's just a lot easier and a lot more fun for everybody that way. Some of the other servers like to you maybe do some spitballs, which we don't really like that much because then everybody feels like spitballs are welcome at us, and no. But it's a, it's a good time. Um, let's see. Um, I know that I've had customers, little kids, that think they're really funny, and so we ca- try to call a truce, and I said, if you're on your best behavior, I will give you a dessert at the end of the meal, and then at the end of the, the meal, we're known for our world's smallest Sundays as well, which come in a little shot glass that you get to take home with you. So when these kids have been on their good behavior, I'll come with a hot fudge Sunday, but secretly will not tell them that I put mashed potatoes in it instead of ice cream. So when they take a nice big bite, they kind of know they've been duped by bubbles. Hey, is it too late to get one of those at our table? I think we should. So one of the things that the waiters do here, you were telling us uh, about, is, is we've been watching waiters jump on the table and do some choreographed dances. Right. Uh, so about every hour we'll do choreographed routines to the YMCA. We have some James Brown. We have some Jackson 5. And it's real fun, especially when the audience gets up and participates. Not on the counter, because that might be a lawsuit, but definitely in the ground they can do that. And I noticed, too, you know, our whole uh, show this time is all about sort of a family-friendly Chicago. We've been taking the mini-me's everywhere, and this is not a lack of a family-friendly environment here at Ed DeBevick's. Right. We we definitely enjoy the kids when the parents are there chaperoning them. <laughs> Let's keep a rain on your children, people. We are not your babysitters. <laughs> That's true. Hey, we've been having such a good time. We're going to be rolling out of here. We're so full from tonight. We will put Ed DeBevick's on our uh, hot sheet for today's show that you can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check out some of our uh, Green River drinks at Instagram at Travel Brigade and follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.